be in fear. I'm sick and tired of doing the things that I have been doing all my life. Namaz five times a day praying didn't help me. None of the parts of Islam helped me. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind. I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is the revival time for God to come and change everything. Welcome to Dream Church, where all nations come together to become a part of God's family. Join Ishik as she shares some of her most personal stories and takes us on a journey to go deeper in our walk with Jesus Christ. Hello, Dream Church. It's so good to be with you, all people, all nations. Everyone is welcome. And I just want to encourage you today, no matter what you are going through, God is good. No matter our circumstances brings us, God is good. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. This morning, my husband uh, went to jail to talk to all the inmates about the goodness of God because this is the hardest time in prison. Uh, people who are in prison and their families, uh, Christmas time is the hardest time. So he went there to give them hope. And when we go to the prison to minister, we always tell them all the time. And they say, God is good. God is good, they say all the time. And we need to keep ourselves so ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. We have to keep ourselves, really, we have to keep the fire burning. And it is a work. I have to do it every single day. You have to do it every single day. Otherwise, life is heavy. This flesh is heavy and life struggles are heavy. So I invite you today. We are going to talk about praise and worship and Thanksgiving and rest of the Christmas time in month of December. I have these videos for you, for you to understand how you can put Matthew 6.33 um, you know, into practice in your life for mega shift because we don't want to settle with less. An enemy wants us to settle for less, and he, we don't want to settle for less. And in regards to spiritual things, we don't want to settle for less. In Ephesians chapter 1 says, he gave us all the spiritual blessings that we need. Can you imagine? We need to, you need to open up Ephesians chapter 1 and just read it and proclaim the word of God. It is so very, very, very important. Now we are in the book of Isaiah. We studied up to 14 chapters in the book of Isaiah. And now I am jumping all the way to 25, from 14 to 25. Why? Because all these chapters in between, we already talked about them, the wrath of God, wrath of God, prophecy against. Can you imagine God is giving prophecy against Damascus, prophecy against the nations, Egypt, uh, prophecy against this, prophecy against his own house. God is giving prophecy after prophecy, and these are not good prophecies. You know, why they are in the place that they are in? Because they are worshiping idols. They are worshiping false gods. 
and their arrogance and their pride led them astray. Pride is a blinding sin. It blinds you. It is, you see it a lot, in a lot of places. Lies and deception, they are blinding. And also pride is blinding. Sin, I want to say disease, but sin. So when I do deliverance ministry, the several things that are so key, and I want to teach you this morning, you know, lies and deception, I need to cast them out first. Lies and deception, so they can hear from the truth, spirit of truth. And another one, blinding, is pride. I ask people, repent from your pride. Because wherever there's unforgiveness, there's pride. People who are full of pride, they, can, they justify it. They justify their unforgiveness, their bitterness in different ways. So there are things that we take care of first at the beginning of deliverance, emotional healing, inner healing, first, lies and deception. There are some of you are writing to me, I love you, Ishik, but I can't. You don't understand, I can't. You know, the first thing needs to come out of you, cast it out of you, is lies and deception. Because you say, I cannot get out of this, this lie and deception of the devil. Because God's verse is saying, you can do all things through me. So when devil says, you need to say what God is saying. Let me think what God is saying. And now you need to make a decision which one you are going to make an agreement with. Oh, it's not that easy. Lies and deception. This is a lie and deception. It's not that easy. Lies and deception. Jesus made it on the cross easy. Jesus made it on the event. He shed his blood at Calvary easy. All you need to do is to receive it. Oh, that's not this simple. Lies and deception needs to get out. Spirit of doubting, demons of doubt and disbelief needs to get out. For you to be able to move forward, move on into your destiny with Jesus Christ. Many, many people, many of you are writing and you are saying, through these programs I am being discipled. That's true. You know, our discipleship never ever ends until we are face to face with Jesus Christ. And people think that we are getting discipled at the beginning of our walk, then what happens is we don't need to get discipled. No, we need to be discipled every day. If you want to have a strong, powerful walk with Jesus Christ, you need to be discipled every single day. It is so important. I get discipled every day. I have people feed into my life. I have the word of God. I feed myself. I get discipled through the Holy Spirit. But I have a purposeful intentional life and this is all Matthew 6 33 is about seeking his kingdom his righteousness and everything else will be added to us today we are going to Isaiah 25 so you need to understand Isaiah 14 to 25 is all about wrath of God why his children's arrogance why idol worship turning their backs to God and when you turn your back to God don't expect good things to happen to you and sometimes you can be in the church you can listen to these videos and still you are turning your deaf ears to God you are turning your back to God and that needs to change mega shift you need to shift back to God when you go near to him scripture says he will go near to you and it is it is a purposeful purposeful life every single day 
But God doesn't tell us prophecy against prophecy, this against against it. He always tells us, as in the first chapter, let us reason together. Even though your sins are as red as crimson, they shall be white as snow. Why? I have all these prophecies against you, but you, if you turn to me, there's always hope. Always hope. Never forget that. Never give up. There's always hope. If you turn to him with humility, with heart of repentance, there's always hope. And after all these disastrous tragedies, tragedies God is pronouncing upon these nations, now we are seeing a new chapter. So, uh, chapter Isaiah 25. And we see praise, praising God, praise to the Lord. It starts Isaiah 25 verse. This is why I decided today, I feel the leading of the Holy Spirit to explain you what is worship, what is praise, what is thanksgiving. This is very misunderstood in the body of Christ. I am so saddened by seeing that church is missing this. Church is missing it. We call it praise and worship, five songs, three fast songs, too slow. They know the psychology behind this. And, you know, people come and sing the solo. There's a big competition. I was part of it, like 100 people. Choir, you have no idea the competition and the Jezebel spirit behind that. The, oh, this is all about the Lord. And let me sing this solo. God is using my voice for his glory. And all this facade, facade that needs to be just exposed and people have to repent from this and people would have this competition who's gonna sing solo this week who's gonna sing this who's gonna sing that and not everybody but majority of the time and so much false humility you know and we need to understand that this is nothing to do with praise and worship it is it is so far away God's word again said they worship me with their they praise me with their lips but their hearts are far from me and then when Jesus met the Samaritan woman and he said you know you now God is looking for worshipers who worship him in spirit in spirit and in truth so we are going to talk about we are not only going to talk about Isaiah 25 we are going to read and talk but we are going to talk about what worship is what praise is what Thanksgiving is and I'm telling you if you want to live a crazy powerful Christian life you need to have this tree in your lives. Worship, praise, and thanksgiving. Worship comes first. Without worship, you cannot have praise and thanksgiving. Worship is the foundation, foundation of our walk with Christ. Because why? Because worship makes God center. God is a centerpiece. You cannot worship your husband, your children, your ministry, your talents, whatever it is that you're worshiping, and then you can praise God. No, God has to be, God created us to be worshipers. We are created. If you want to know your purpose today, and you want to start from somewhere, you have no idea what your purpose is, and you are like, I'm really lost. There are people, they are writing to me. You need to tell me, you know, I need to find my purpose in life. Start with worship, praise, and thanksgiving. We are created, first thing, we are created to be worshipers. This is all you need to understand. And he, here's a huge, huge 
profound mystery behind worship I am going to share with you today. I mean, these things are exciting and you got to get on fire for God. When you worship, devil, devil suffers. They cannot be, he, devil cannot be in the place of true, true worship, praise and thanksgiving. He suffers. You want to torment the enemy? I tell the enemy this. You will be tormented if you come near to me. You, I will torment you with praise and worship and thanksgiving. It's huge. Huge. You know, you don't have to be a deliverance minister to cast out demons. Some people are like so afraid of demons or, or this and that. You know, you can be the best worshiper, best praise giver and thanksgiver. And then automatically, devil will flee from you. That is huge. Huge. Today, there are some of you that say, I can't, I can't start worshiping and praising and thanksgiving. Worship the word in Hebrew, saka, shaka, you know, however, I am not correct 100% in my pronunciation. I have Turkish, you know, phonetic uh, in my ear. My ear is trained to Middle Eastern phonetics. I would say shaka, worship, word for worship in Hebrew. Enthroning and honoring God for who he is. Enthroning and honoring God. To bow down, to be prostrate uh, oneself before his superiority as declaring his superiority. Ultimate glorification. Not only lip service. It is nothing to do with lip service. But a lifestyle. There's a relationship. The moment you are worshiping God. When I say moment. There is a false thing because you, there's no moment. It has to be 24-7. Worship is a lifestyle. When Jesus said in Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, your will be done, that is a form of worship. You are completely and utterly yielding your dreams, yielding your will, yielding your flesh in front of a majestic, mighty being. You are enthroning God. God doesn't need your, uh, you enthroning him. God doesn't need me putting him in his throne. He is on his throne whether I worship him or not. He is on his throne whether atheists worship him or acknowledge him or not. He is on his throne. But the moment I am starting to worshiping and acknowledging and enthroning God, listen to me, I am connecting with God. It's a relationship. It's starting the moment I worship him. Tell, tell, let me tell you this. When I was a Muslim, I was uh, praying five times a day. There were times I did and I missed the times of prayer. So I'm not going to exaggerate what I was. I, there were years in my life I was a radical Muslim. And there were years in my life I was a secular Muslim. But when I was a radical Muslim, I always knew about Quran. I knew my Quran. And I studied it. And when I backslid, still, if there was a call for jihad, I would be on the front line. I would be in the front line fighting for Allah. That was my form of, I was worshipping a false god that I had no relationship. It is a complete difference, opposite, day and night difference between Christianity and Islam. The moment you start worshipping Yahweh, the creator of the universe, your relationship starts. 
This is why Jesus Christ came for us to be reconciled to worship God. This is so very important. And that brings forth eternal life. We take the word salvation very lightly. We are being saved with the revelation of who God is and we putting him in his as a centerpiece in our hearts. This is this is huge. So it is not I am saved. I believe, believe in Jesus Christ is the Lord. I believe this is like a passive, uh, you know, just a knowledge, head knowledge. No, the moment we are saved, our worship starts. It is a lifestyle. Yielding my will, yielding my flesh. I want to say something I don't say. This is a form of worship. I bite my tongue because every time that we behave in obedience to the word of God, we are enthroning him in our lives. That is a form of worship. It's a lifestyle. It is not limited to church. It is, as a matter of fact, church has very little to do with the worship. Unbelievable. Church is a house of prayer. This is what Jesus said. This shall be called a house of prayer and they turn it into den of thieves, Jesus said. We are a worshiper everywhere we go. It is not a lip service. It can be a devotion of our hearts, acknowledging nonstop. It is an amazing walk, folks. I'm telling you, there's a day that I received my salvation and I became a worshiper before I knew the word of God. It is so very important for you to understand we, when we worship, it is acknowledging his majesty for who he is. That's it. Whether people worship Asherah poles, they worship Baal. So word God is a weak word. I want you to know God knows when we say God, who he is. He knows. But God, word of word God is our God has a name. So people have gods, they worship money, they worship sex, they worship drugs, they worship their children, they worship their house, they worship materialism, they worship their beauty, vanity, you know, they, whatever your life is turning around, you're worshiping. Whatever your life is when you say that I cannot live without is your God. And the moment you say I cannot live without you, you're enthroning him. He's, he's, already, he's already enthroned, but you're enthroning him in, in your heart. The relationship part. When Jesus said, abide in me, I abide in you. In John chapter 15, uh, you, I am the vine, you are the branches. That, there's a profound mystery there. The moment you worship in spirit and truth, you are connected. You are the branches and he is the vine. He's the ultimate source. So this is a complete declaration of who God is. And he has a name. I told you, Yahweh comes from the word Hayah. Hayah means self-existing one. With Jesus, Yeshua, the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, comes, Yeshua comes from the root word Hayah. And when we say Hallelujah, Hallelujah, I am trying to say it in a Hebrew dialect, Hebrew pronunciation when we say hallelujah no other nation no other um like religion can say hallelujah because we are worshiping yahweh when we say hallelujah praise the lord lord is not a word it is a name and that lord is 
Yahweh. Great I am. Great I am. God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. This is worship. I am not worshipping to Baal. I am not worshipping to Muslim God. Allah, which Allah means creator. You need to understand. There are Arabic speaking Christians in their Bible. God's name is Allah. God is called Allah. But when I say Allah, I am meaning in English uh, to, to the Western world, I'm talking about um, Muslim God. For you to understand or differentiate it. So even Muslim, uh, Christians, Arabic speaking Christians in their Bible, it says Allah. But who, which Allah? When they write to me, Allah is one Muslims, they want to argue with me. I say, Jesus Christ is my Allah, which means creator in Arabic. Allah means creator. Elohim and Allah has similar, similar roots. El, Al means, you know, God. Elohim, La. So it is, it is a language different. And they called Baal Elohim. But when you say El Elohim Israel, then you are saying God of Israel. Then you are identifying your God. This is so important you understand this. So Elohim itself is just God. It is not enough. But when you say El Elohim Israel, then you are talking about God of Israel. El Elohim Abraham, El Elohim Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Then you are talking about Abraham's God, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. This is who we worship. Elohim itself, yes, when you say God, he knows that you have that relationship with him. But it is important to me to call him by his name. I think it blesses God's name. God said it in Exodus chapter 3. So there is worship. Baal is Elohim. They call Baal Elohim. They call Asherah Paul Elohim. Asherah Elohim. Molech Elohim. They call them. But it's not enough. My God is El Elohim Israel. Yahweh. Elohim Yahweh is so important for us to understand. So when we worship, we are declaring and we are decreasing ourselves. We are bowing down. Worship is a bow down. Worship become, means I am becoming nothing and increasing him in my life. I must decrease. When John the Baptist said he must increase, when he said that, there is a form of worship. It is so very, 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 very important. So worship is not praise. Worship is a relationship. The moment we worship, we are connecting to God. Praise, on the other hand, doesn't require, doesn't require a connected connection. Praise is our offering. Praise is our offering. Praise, you need to very be careful with this. Because a lot of times when we use flattery, and sometimes we tell some people, people tell me, you are amazing. You are awesome. You are wonderful. And you know what? I'm not going to get like into false humility. No, it's not me, the Lord. You know, I read in a book, just say thank you when somebody says, you know, I say sometimes, many times I write, oh, thank you. I, you know, I receive it. I'm created in God's own image. I am not like a dust, a pitiful, nothing and worthless creature like in Islam that they declares me as a woman, as a human being. No, I am created in God's Im own image. So if I have in any awesomeness and amazing thing in me is from Jesus Christ, I know that I am in awareness of that. So when somebody says, you're amazing, you're powerful, I say, thank you. 
But I, it is not my lip service. Oh, not me. It is all about the Lord. No. I know it. I say thank you. Just say simply thank you. You don't have to do all these things. It's not worship. I'm telling you. When you say it's not me, it's about the Lord. It's, it is really not worship. It is, we need to be really truthful. So if somebody is saying you did good, you cook well, and oh, all glory to God. If, if you are saying it from the bottom of your heart, that's fine. But I'm telling you, glorifying God, worship is glorifying God. And glorifying God is not a lip service. It is a lifestyle. So don't tell me that you, like, oh, it's all about the Lord. And then somebody says something else or corrects you or rebukes you, you get offended. So there's, there's no humility there. And we need to understand and distinguish. Very, very, very important. Ultimate glorification. Psalm 29.2. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in His splendor of His holiness. You see? You know the character of God. And you are worshiping that character of God. That person of God. You are bowing down before him. Psalm 86, 9. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you. Lord, they will bring glory to your name. Psalm 95, 6. So worship and glory, glorification has something to do with, with each other. So the moment you worship God as a lifestyle, 24, 7, I'm telling you, he's in your thinking. He's in your heart. Whatever you think the most is your God. So... He's always, you are meditating on his word day and night. He's your God. And that glorifies him, not your lip service. Psalm 95, 6. Come, let us bow down in worship. You see, worship is bowing down. Somebody said long time ago, he said, well, Muslims know how to worship. Because the true meaning of worship is bow down. It is, I'm not telling they are worshiping through God. They are worshiping to devil. But I am telling you, I'm telling you the form, the attitude, the reverence of worship is, is bowing down truthfully. So you see how devil takes it and imitates things? We need to understand that is an imitation. We use the word meditation. Imitate it. It is all imitated by the devil. We need to take these things back. There is a form of worship in Christianity, in the Bible, Holy Word of God, bowing down. And what a shame that other false religions, they imitate. They imitate what we have to do it. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. You see, for me, the ultimate worship word for me is my maker. That's it. I am the creation. He is the creator. Every day I tell him that. You are the potter. I am the clay. This is my verbal expression of my worship. Psalm 99.5 Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. You see, his majesty, his holiness, his uh, person as a creator, only creator. The Alpha and the Omega, that is a form of worship. And it is not in many words. It can be verbally, but it is majority of it. 
is your lifestyle. Today's broadcast has been brought to you by Ishik Abla Ministries. Ishik is a former abused Muslim woman who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Now she is sharing the good news to Muslims and a revival message to America. To learn more about Ishik, please go to isikabla.com. Again, that's isikabla.com. Please contact us at info at ishikabla.com. Again, that's info at ishikabla.com. Join us for Revival.